Hey everybody, this week on Flareon Films, we're talking about the movie Ghost. Ooh, hit the music. Hey everybody, I'm Michael Flaherty. I'm Colleen Flaherty. This week in a spooky Ooh. edition of Flaherty's on Films, we're talking about Ghost. Michael, what is it? What is it about? Tell the folks at home. After a young man is murdered, his spirit stays behind to warn his lover of impending danger with the help of a reluctant psychic. Michael, that was fucking amazing. Thank I you. cannot continue until we take a moment to really appreciate how good that was. <laughs> I haven't was. done that bit moment. in 200 episodes or however we've done. Isn't that... That's, that was very good. That's impressive that I've held out. Uh, claim, we both saw this film, I believe, for the first time. What did you think about it? I had seen it as a teenager, oh, so, but I didn't remember it much. Okay. Um, I was surprised. I think it's pretty good. I think it's a pretty good film. Mm-hmm. Go How on. What did you think? Well, I didn't know what it was because all I knew about it was Demi Moore at one point did pottery and Patrick Swayze was doing pottery with her sensually. So I thought it was going to be like an erotic movie or something because that's all I knew about it. But then it's like it's very much like corny 90s movies, like the only way I can describe it. Or like, I feel like it is a little bit more grounded and realistic in the beginning, even though it's about ghosts. It's just like a more like serious but then as it kind of ramps up, I feel like the kookiness and the corniness goes crazy. I'd say it is corny, especially yeah. at the end. But I do think it's a, like, I think it's probably a more competent film than you maybe give it credit for as a viewer uh, when you watch it. Because like, it is an enjoyable film. It, the action is paced well. Like the story comes out. Like, I just think it's like a pretty good film. But if you gave me an elevator pitch of it, I'd it shouldn't work as a film because it's like, it's like weirdly supernatural. It's a romantic comedy. It, I would it's say a weirdly comedy. Some <laughs> oddly religious. I mean, the only religious thing is it like really comes down hard on heaven and hell. Real, and kind of like right. a juvenile <laughs> idea of good and evil. Right. <laughs> right. Well, like, it also, the movie doesn't like challenge you to think about these things. So I'm kind of okay with it. Right. That's why ultimately I thought, it, I think you're absolutely right about everything you just said. I think it is a competently made movie and it is campy, but I don't know. Can't be done well. But ultimately, mm -hmm. I just think Patrick Swayze is the ultimate leading man. You no, know, very handsome. What? <laughs> but he's with also. That body, oddy, oddy. But like a lot me? of people are hunky. Like I think Chris Pratt is hunky, but like Chris Pratt does not have depth in the face. Do you know what I mean? He's got soulful hunk energy. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Swayze does. Yeah. 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 But when he's sad says, and when he's like, Demi Moore, I love you. It's like, oh, you, f you really Wait. feel it. Yeah. When like a bad guy dies because of his actions and he like feels sad and conflicted about it. It's, and it's all in his face acting. It's like it's just good a for you, man. fucking great actor. I mean, I, I think I would watch any Patrick Swayze movie and like it. So I also like this. We should watch Roadhouse sometime. Anyway, <laughs> I've just never seen that. Me neither. It would be different. Don't even know what that is. All right. 
Let's go to our first segment, fan favorite. Bam. Time for Sam. This is part of the show where our cousin Samantha Norman comes on the show and she's going to tell some really awesome facts about the movie Ghost. They better be spooky facts. (laughs) Once. (laughs) I can't. I can't. Uh, Bruce Joel Rubin was watching a... um, Who? Was that a name? Bruce Joel Rubin. He's the writer of this. Gotcha. Um, Oh, BJR. He was watching a production of Hamlet and the beginning of Hamlet starts with the ghost of Hamlet's father saying, revenge my death. And I thought, wow, let's transpose that into the 20th century. Revenge my death <laughs> or, like or avenge my death. What's the difference between those words? Uh, revenge, but it what is the, what's the difference? I think he says revenge my death, but in current vernacular, you would say avenge. Because avenge would be like revenge would be personal like i'm doing no no revenge. no uh event avenge is a verb revenge is a noun i can't okay. go revenge so to like, the store I, I go avenging i get my revenge he revenge he she revenges avenges yeah yeah Got pretty it. much this is my so- blue revenge <laughs> <laughs> so sally anyways, re- avenge to the store sorry VJR wrote uh, this script or screenplay and he brought it to a studio. The studio went to get a director. He was thinking kind of like a Milos Foreman or a Stanley Kubrick to direct it. The studio came back and said, We got you, Zucker! Hell yeah. Yay! (laughs) And. Michael, who is Jerry Zucker? Can you tell us? Jerry Zucker is the director of the movie Airplane and a movie. Oh, I was going to say Top Secret, but we haven't done that for the show. And I don't think anybody knows what that is. Have we done Top Secret? But it's whatever. Doesn't matter. Everyone doesn't matter. should watch Top so, Secret. It's awesome. <laughs> it's really good. So, so very, when we was, know him as an extremely kooky, silly director. Yes. Yeah. And I think that comes and off writer. sometimes. He in wrote those films. Yeah. So BJR said, quote, when I was told the guy who made Airplane was going to direct Ghost, I cried. Uh, (laughs) They would work through 19 drafts of the screenplay together. And basically, Zucker was able to kind of morph it more into a film, uh, like better structure. Hmm. Um, He said, quote, I felt it needed more twists and turns. It needed to keep moving. All those zany comedies have instilled a sense of pace in me. And yes, I added some humor. I love all that. Actually... Zucker should yeah, go yeah, through love... every film. The pace of this film is spot on. Faster, really twistier, funnier. Hell yeah. Every movie. Yeah. yeah and like you said, <laughs> he came from this um, history of these You're not Private Ryan. That's, that's just an example. <laughs> I should, yeah. You, I'm just sorry. I'm just thinking of like redoing Dune or something. <laughs> like, we get it. It's beautiful sand. Keep it up. Keep it up. Unless we could do a gag here. Can we do a gag? <laughs> so he I really thought there'd be this, only like, one. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. It's got any more? Nope. That's no. it. I don't know anything about Dune. I saw the movie. Don't know anything. Spice. Go ahead. Blue eyes. That's another fact. So anyways, um, he basically was kind of cute. I was 
reading some stuff that Zucker said, and they were like, you've done all these zany, like, comedies, like, why did you want to do this film? And he's like, I liked the story. <laughs> like, oh, I thought of another Dune but... joke with Jerry Zucker, where he'd write a character going, who wants this part? And you get a little spicy. <laughs> he would do that. <laughs> Pretty good. So, basically, when you have this kind of a film, you have your entire list of, because this was filmed in 89, so your entire list of 80s heartthrobs were thought of to play the lead. So, we have Harrison Ford, Michael J. Fox, Tom Hanks, Kevin Bacon, Kevin Klein, Alec Baldwin, Tom Cruise, even Bruce Willis, thought it was a really silly idea but then would go on to play a ghost in Sixth Sense which is a very different In another well-paced movie with a twist and some jokes. Yeah. yeah. It's got that Zuck touch. I thought that was interesting. (laughs) Uh, I I would have liked a lot of those then. I feel like a lot of them would be good. But Swayze's the best. I mean I don't know. Bacon's got the abs and can do ballet moves so pretty pretty in the lead. Uh, I'm sorry, Patrick Swayze was literally a ballerina. Oh, I know. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Anyways, uh, BJR really wanted Patrick Swayze. And so he actually um, got uh, Zucker to go to see Roadhouse. And it was the speech at the end of Roadhouse. He was like, yes, I'm sold. But we'll bring him in for an interview. Did this and come actually, out, I should go this back come out to- after Dirty Dancing, right? Yeah, Dirty Dance came out in 1987. So, so don't actually, see that movie. I'm going to jump back and forth a little bit. So actually, um, BJR wanted Patrick Swayze originally because he had seen him in an interview where Swayze was talking about his dad who passed away. And he actually got emotional and kind of started crying a little bit. And uh, BJR was like, that's the perfect character because I need him to be able to be emotional. But like also be this tough A man dude. who can cry! So, it's just his exactly. Revelation. Can you imagine? <laughs> it was a, it was a unique concept in the nineties, guys. Um, so they um, basically they brought him in. Well, Sam and I both know that Patrick Swayze grew up in a very macho culture in Texas, and was a football player and ballet dancer. So he's had to be up against constricting masculinity his whole life. Sam, did you know that? He, I did. <laughs> I, I did know that. He actually viewed this. He called it a uh, ghost was he had to do it for his soul because he had just done Roadhouse and next to Kin and he didn't want to be considered an action actor. He wanted to have the full depth. So this film was very important for him to do. He's got it. I love his uh, earnestness so much. So great. then um, for the f- main female lead, people considered were Michelle Pfeiffer, Molly Ringwald, Meg Ryan, Julia Roberts, Nicole Kidman. Once again, the 80s kind of list. I think it's so funny that Julia Roberts was considered. Why? Actually, they credit, we'll get to that later, but they credit um, Pretty Woman with some of this film's success. So, Michael, in Notting Hill, where Julia Roberts plays a you know, famous actress, there's a funny bit where someone goes up and he's like, I love the film Ghost. So what's Patrick Swayze like? And she's like, I, I don't really know him that well. I was like, was it very friendly in filming? She's like, I'm sure he was friendly to Demi Moore, who <laughs> played his, his co-star in Ghost. It was very, it's very cute. That's and now it's bet. cuter that I know that the r- real Julia Roberts almost got that part. That's cute. I see. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. So um, 
They were looking to find the char- character of Carl. And oh, he, was um, he was great. They really wanted a big name for this role. They already had Demi Moore. They had Patrick Swayze, who were not like the biggest of names, but like were recognizable. However, they kept going back to this audition tape from Tony Goldwyn, whose wife actually like worked for the studio and kept saying to him like, oh, you should audition. Like, they haven't cast it yet. You should audition. (laughs) The wife's like, hey, this character, he's a real piece of shit. You would be so good. They were kind of nervous. Right. They were like, they said to, um, so they were just really drawn to his audition tapes. They brought him in for like a live audition. And they were like, we think you're kind of like a little too nice for this role. And he goes, that's kind of the character, right? He has to be, he, he's not all bad. Yeah. There's that nice side of him. So that's what finally cast him. Um, and the last person I want to talk about getting their part was Whoopi Goldberg. Of course. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg actually was chosen by Patrick Swayze. He said, you guys need to cast Whoopi Goldberg for this part. <laughs> And they were like, no. And he goes, okay, if she doesn't get it, I walk. Wow. He, like, flat out yeah, went on a limb for her. And she got the part. So that's exciting. That's really uh, cool. they were They were good friends for, like, the rest of his life. Yeah. Did they work on a film together before? No, he just really liked her work, I think. Yeah. I don't think they had worked on anything before together. Cool. So filming began in 1989, July. It was mostly shot in L.A. with some shots actually taking place on set, uh, in New York City on set, whatever you want to call it. Um, the One interesting thing, I have not watched this movie, but apparently um, there's this big concept of how to handle the ghost aspect and what it would look like when a ghost would pass through a solid object. Mm-hmm. Jerry Zucker really wanted it to be where the ghost has to absorb some of the material as they're going through it. And so when he was trying to explain it, he took a napkin and dipped it into his coffee to demonstrate it. And I just thought that was a cool way of demonstrating it. Um, also, while filming outside in New York City, it was really cold. And Patrick Swayze was a ghost, so he couldn't have a breath. And I guess this was before CGI was good, so they made him chew ice in the cold huh. so that he wouldn't have a breath. I didn't know that was the thing you could do. I didn't know it was a thing either. Huh. Yeah. All right. I'm not going to try it, but... I'm going to try it. You guys are going to be so <laughs> Do it. We're now in a new jackass phase, so you can do stuff like that. It's cool. I'll chew ice whenever it's cold. <laughs> You're so extreme, bro. um so there are these creepy shadow things that come and get you demons uh, from hell the sound of them they actually recorded a baby crying and it's played slow and backwards that's what that sound is was good it was creepy they did a good job Uh, so the movie would premiere in 1990 and it had a budget of 22 million dollars and it would make over $505 million. All right. It Woo! was a sleeping hit. Like, no one expected it. And they said that Pretty Woman really opened it up. Like, you could have a f- 
female-led almost rom-com. Like this was also slightly a thriller, but it was female rom-com led. like Demi Moore is hey, not. Hey, Demi female Moore. Lead. She's ass. in the movie. It's but a it's Patrick, Patrick Swayze. Swayze it's a vehicle for him. Okay. We have seen it. Is she, is she the ghost? <laughs> you have if not she is seen not the, the title character. That's true. Uh, but yeah, it was just this overwhelming success that was very shocking to everyone in the industry. Um, I feel like what Sam is saying, it's like a movie that would be traditionally thought of as aimed at women, which are not usually the big sure, hits, right? Sure, sure, sure. That's a good point. This film was nominated for five Academy Awards. Which ones? Two. It would be nominated for Best Picture, Best Film Editing, Best Original Score. And it would win Best Supporting Actress for Whoopi Goldberg and Best Screenplay. I think I knew that because in 30 Rock, they make a joke about her having an EGOT. And I was like, I wonder what she won an Oscar for. She won an Oscar for that. She was also nominated for uh, The Color Purple 2. Not The Color Purple number 2, but just also. Um... Another interesting thing that this movie... So, obviously, the big thing in this movie is there's a scene with um, sculpting uh, clay thing. Oh, is there? uh, That has been... It's considered one of the most famous scenes in the 90s. Uh, Pretty impressive, considering it came out in 1990. Uh, Also, this movie really elevated Demi Moore. She became, after this movie, the highest-paid actress in Hollywood. And a lot of the movies, so she was like known, but she became bankable. Like after this, like a lot of a movies, few good men. Had, a few good men, uh, indecent proposal, all of those came after this. So this was kind of the launch pad for Demi Moore's career. I've never seen indecent proposal, but I literally just watched the Peep Show episode where he tries to indecent proposal his girlfriend. He's like, you can't just put it in a film if it's a bad idea. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this movie has been so popular, it has been turned into a stage musical. Sing us a song. Ghost, the musical. Um, I was trying to think of The Righteous One, but I can't think of it. The Righteous Do you one really know song. one of the songs? Yeah, that song. Oh. The Unchained Melody. Hmm. It's in the musical. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, but yeah. And they also were going to make it into a TV show, but that didn't work. I don't know how they would have, but they really wanted to. Also, this movie like blew up in Japan for some reason. So there's also a Japanese remake of it, but it's reversed where the woman dies. It is the ghost. Sounds good. I yeah. like that. I'll watch it. And I have a final fact for you guys today. Let's hear it. And it is... I had to search for just random things. So, the first woman to solo host the Oscars. Who was it? Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, it was Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> I literally had... I was searching for ghost facts, but there are no facts about ghosts because they aren't real. True. That's the first fact. But are they, though? Maybe. We can't really know. Yeah. We can't know, for sure. All right, let's go to our next. Thank you, Sam. That was a great segment. Let's go to our. Yeah, you go ahead. Oh, sorry. You want to be polite on this? I just wanted to give Sam a credit. She did such a good job. Sorry, I didn't realize we were podcasting with the Queen of England. All right. (laughs) The only person. So gracious, too. (laughs) 
All right. Next segment, Critics Corner. Let's see what the critics have to say about this. This is from Carrie Ricky of the Philadelphia Inquirer. Given its obviously commercial aims, Ghost is remarkably appealing on a purely personal level. It's about how you deal with death. It is. That is a theme of this film. That's a good review. Here's a review by M, who's an Amazon reviewer. Terrible dialogue. Excellent special effects, but what good are they with such a horrid script? It's been at least eight years since I could stand to watch the movie again, and it's only because I want to see Oda Mae Brown do what she does best. Only, only one star. She likes, he likes a lot of things about it. It's got to be Yeah, he likes one of the main star's performances. Loves and, those special effects. And the special effects. effects. It's got techno, it's an interesting thing to love. It's got techno slamming visuals. <laughs> This is from David Kerr of the Chicago Tribune. What it offers, apart from the overblown special effects that seem inescapable in American movies, is an unusual and effective combination of swooning, morbid romance, and screwball comedy. You know, that was condescending, but I kind of agree. Yeah, I thought that was perfect. Uh, This is by an Amazon reviewer. No name. Uh, This is an embarrassing movie. The plot is hackneyed. One big cliche after another. The acting is insipid. Don't get me wrong. I'm a fairly romantic guy. This movie just doesn't do it. It's just <laughs> dreadful. That's too bad. I'm romantic and all. It's just not this movie. But <laughs> I would know. Uh, this is from a friend of the show, Peter Bradshaw. Hell yeah, here we is- go. Bring me Peter Bradshaw. Here we go. Who's doing a 30-year retrospective of the film Ghost. <laughs> Ruben Scrick script is a lethally effective tragicomic fantasy somebody went to school three decades on this weepy classic retains an innocent and earnestness that makes it as delightfully comforting as ever peter oh you never let us down with your reviews peter oh man so good all right this last review is by mark loy this is an amazon review it's probably gonna be negative For those who are thinking about watching this movie as a movie date, please don't bother. It's a waste of money. Fake tears. And if you end up with their acting, if you end up liking the movie, your date, if your date is at all smart, (laughs) will laugh at you for being superstitious, sophomoric, and stupid. You know, you can Can like... Go ahead. Well, first of all, I disagree with Mark, but I love his alliteration three-paired adjective. That's superstitious, sophomoric, stupid. That's just good writing. That's really good. Although, I don't think you have to believe in ghosts to like the movie. <laughs> you know, so you don't have Michael, to be superstitious. Yeah, you do. You kind of <laughs> have to believe. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. You win this one. Like, like you don't just watch Superman and be like, yeah, there are probably superhuman aliens out there who look exactly like us. Like, right? Why and you if, can't even like it then? If you're not on board, if you don't think it's a documentary, just leave the theater. <laughs> exactly, you get it. Mm-hmm. All right, let's quickly just talk about the plot because it's pretty, pretty straightforward. Pretty Michael, breezy. feel free to jump in. All right, we meet Sam Wheat, uh, Patrick Swayze with that body. Like the first scene is him and his buddy Carl without their shirts. Both of them have six packs. And this both is like a them. time before all stars were expected to have them. Yeah, well, both of them and they were looking good. Both of them looking good. So he's a banker. That's important. His girlfriend, Demi Moore, is an artist. 
They have this outrageous apartment in Soho. It's like huge. Where is Soho? Um, like That's looked- a place in New York? Yeah, it's a uh, Southern New York. Oh. It's, it's, it Soho. stands for South Houston Street. <laughs> That's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> Come on. Oh, there's a neighborhood called Dumbo for down under the Manhattan Bridge overpass. <laughs> uh, they that's love just doing nonsense. that <laughs> Anyway. So, yeah. Sam, Demi Moore, whose name I actually already forgot, and his friend Carl. Even um, though she's the lead of the film, apparently. <laughs> what is her name? Shit. Anyway. Um, Molly. So, Molly. Molly, thank you. So he goes to work. and Okay. Patrick Swayze, flawless, obviously. But I feel like when he puts on that suit and goes to work, I'm like, I don't know if I buy it. Because he's he just does too look handsome. Like he's dressing up as, yeah. He's like in that, like everyone else is in that ill-fitting early '90s gross Wall Street look, and he's in this like perfectly fitted over his muscles suit, walking perfectly straight. Well, sure, because he so looks cute. like a movie star. Yeah, I mean maybe. Um. So yeah, he thinks something fishy is going on at work. Too much money in these accounts, he says. But and then totally unrelated. Next scene. Oh no, he got murdered. Shit. Is it? Which, is this a way, negative of the yeah. movie? Is that it is very predictable? I mean, you, at least you know it's like okay, so the friend stole the money. Did you feel yeah. that way? It's not a huge problem, but it's like you do know instantly. Yeah, because like who else would it be? Well, right. it, I actually kind of credit that also to that guy who played Carl. Who, by the way, he's like a handsome guy. He's a guy, I looked at his IMDb, he's been working consistently, but he's just like a handsome character actor. Like, he's been I, in every show. Yeah, I totally, rec- I totally recognize him. Yeah, but he hasn't really, like, Ghost Was is he Dexter's the- therapist that he killed in the first yeah. season? Yeah! Good job, Michael! Thank, thank you. <laughs> but, yeah, he's, yeah, he just never really popped, I guess. Like, this was his highest grossing film by he pop- far. Hey, come on. He popped. If you're in Ghost, he popped. That's true. That was rude. Yeah, so really um, rude. Anyway, I thought the scene was pretty good where he like gets up and he runs after the robber who just and a gunshot goes off and then he goes back and Molly's like weeping over his body. That was a really cool scene because I didn't know anything. It's like all I know is that Patrick Swayze dies. And I was like, wait a minute, does Demi Moore die? And it's like, but the scene was done in such a cool way. It's like, oh, okay, I get what's going on. It was fun. Yeah, it was twisty again. and nice. I think just like a pretty competent film, even if this yeah. isn't your jam, like just a pretty well-made film. Um, so then he meets Whoopi Goldberg, Oda Mae Brown, who is a psychic, and she is delightful. Her performance, A+. Plus. Yeah, no notes. for sure. Um, so she, cause the fun bit is she's like pretending to be a psychic and f- defrauding people by pretending to hear the dead. <laughs> and then she can hear Patrick Swayze who's actually dead, which is mm-hmm. delightful. And Patrick Swayze objective at this point is to try to communicate with his wife because he knows that his wife is in danger. Right. Um, so he finds out he was murdered by this guy, Willie Lopez. It was actually his friend, Carl all along who had him murdered because of fishy money situation, which actually, I don't think the movie makes super clear that it's because they are um, laundering money for drug people yeah i I actually did they say that okay then i wasn't paying so he does everything he can to get his girlfriend to realize he's totally ghost including having otome brown come and say things that only she would know 
And he has a cute little training montage with a subway poltergeist to figure out how to move stuff and be super spooky. That's what this, I really this movie, like, I don't know. It's simple and it's campy, but it's just fun. Like the idea mm-hmm. that Patrick Swayze starts the movie as a ghost and it's helpless. So he can't do anything and his wife's in danger. But then at the end of the movie, he's like this super powered. He could like do whatever he wants. It's just very satisfying to watch. <laughs> just him like he rocking everything pick up. pick up on that real quick. <laughs> Which I love. That's great. That's exactly the yeah, right I mean, speed. He should have picked it up. Right. Like, do you want to like hang around for him? Anyway, incrementally, slowly getting better. No. Mm-hmm. So... At one point, he realizes Carl puts all the bad money into a fake account uh, uh, assigned to Rita Miller. So he has Oda May pose as Rita Miller to empty the account. Carl gets all mad. There's a showdown, blah, blah, blah. Uh, A lot of people die. All the appropriate people go to heaven and hell, and that's the movie. (laughs) That is so funny. Yeah. If you're bad in this movie, you go to hell. And if you're good, you go to heaven. (laughs) And again, pretty juvenile ideas of good and evil when... The two people we see go to hell. Patrick Swayze definitely did kind of kill. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a little. I, like, he feels bad about feels it. So and bad. it was sort of a, like, whoopsie-daisy. Like, a manslaughter, maybe, more than a straight-up murder. But them being murdered did solve all his problems. And that's maybe a flaw of this movie. Like, I feel like I like it in the second half. Like, oh, what a goofy, silly, campy, you don't think about it too hard, fun time. But I actually feel like I like the beginning more like, oh, this is really like about death and grieving and like I it feels deeper. And there's like, oh, OK, we're kind of getting a little silly. All right. That's this. But it's still fun. Can I tell you something embarrassing? Yeah. So uh, so Demi Moore sees uh, like uh, Whoopi Goldberg at the bank mm-hmm. and then she sees Carl later and she's like, oh, that woman who's trying to fraud me turns out her real name is Rita Miller. I literally gasped. I was like, oh no! <laughs> I figured it out! <laughs> was spooky. Yeah. yeah, but like, I don't know, it just moves really well in a way that really keeps you does. in the action, even though you kind of know where it's going. Like, it's still fun. Totally, um, right. Like I said, I you you know exactly what's going to happen with, you know that the his friend is bad right off the bat, but the plot moves so well that you're like, okay, they're getting to it at a great pace. Yeah. So uh, let's see. What do we think? Um, I did think the. Uh, I have one. This isn't really a complaint. I think I'm a little ruined for this movie because I've seen Dirty Dancing. Mm-hmm. But I thought Demi Moore and Patrick Swayze did not have as good a chemistry as him and Jennifer. No, no, it's good. Yeah. I thought it was good. But no, it's not Dirty Dancing. No, um, <laughs> I. I had so much fun watching the the battery scene with my friend David because he's like, we're watching it. And they're first of all, they do kind of ADR some like pottery sounds like squelching. Like it's like and you see the squelch. <laughs> you see the squelch. And David's <laughs> David's like, are they gonna have sex after this? <laughs> they have dirt everywhere. <laughs> we're gonna get that everywhere. <laughs> and then they cut to the next scene. He's like, oh good, they've washed up. <laughs> And then, and then he's like, but the song is still playing on their silly jukebox, which means they didn't do a very thorough job, probably. He's really upset. <laughs> he's up really thing. concerned. He's so concerned. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. it was hot. Right? 
Like you could imagine yourself Remember? being groped by Patrick Swayze. It's like, right, not bad. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't give a shit. Yeah, the clay situation. <laughs> right. I love that she was just like her art is like making just like normal ass clay pots. Well, like, she's an she artist. Inspiring. I mean, that's what they do, right? That's what they do. Um. Oh, they he did get a ballet move in this movie, which I very much appreciated. When he was going through the subway, he leapt from one subway car to another in a full-on ballet leap. Hell like, yeah. That was nice of them. That was fun, the mechanics of Ghost. That he would just hop in trains like that. Doesn't make that sense why he doesn't fall through the floor. Yeah, right? Why can't he it. go to a second story, but he can't open it? Or why doesn't he just fall? To, why is there gravity? What's why going does he on? go? He can go upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> How did Doesn't they? Fil- I don't get how they filmed that because I felt like there was the techniques were actually pretty impressive, where the camera was moving and you would see him kind of phase through stuff. Like I don't actually understand how that was filmed. Oh yeah, I don't know. That's a really good question, Michael. Thank you. Um, I also thought like I know this was filmed in 1990, but four million dollars doesn't seem like enough money to murder over. Yeah. No, I think he was more concerned about the drug cartel or Oh, just coming after him? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Or prison. Um there were some jokes that made me laugh, but one made me laugh so hard is <laughs> so he's coaching Whoopi Goldberg like how to withdraw this from this fake account and he's like giving her all the information and she just stops she goes, "Why are you whispering?" <laughs> That's a- <laughs> <laughs> That's a really funny, yeah, moment. It was really funny. <laughs> That's a good uh, thing. The, the other part I really liked is when he was taunting Carl, and he was just like having a fun time. He's like, "Now do you believe in ghosts?" And then he writes "boo" in the mirror. That was great. That was absolutely that great. Was- I thought he could have used some of those techniques to communicate with his wife. He could have written a note. I thought the one where they were going to convince Demi more by sliding a penny up the door. I'm like, that's the best you could think of. Just write a note. Right. Just say hi. It's me. But it was, it was sweet. It was nice. It was very I sweet. thought they were going to yeah. show Whoopi Goldberg and Demi more kiss. I was upset that they did not. Right. What Michael's talking about is there's a scene where Whoopi Goldberg's like, all right, you can like possess me and take my body so you can touch her one last time. Uh, and then they just have Patrick Swayze be in that scene. Yeah. Even Lame. though earlier Cop they'd out. established it would just be Whoopi Goldberg. Cop out. Don't like it. Cop. And that was a fun heightened tension because they discussed earlier that it really takes a lot of energy out of a ghost to possess a body. Yeah. So he couldn't defend his ladies. Oh, there was tension. So much tension. Uh, and then Carl gets sliced by a pane of glass. That was gross. Then he goes to hell. Do you think this movie is a good uh, lesson about uh, accepting death? No, probably not, right? Because, like, move on. (laughs) Well, Well, they move on at the end. They do, but I don't know. I feel like Demi Moore gets more closure than your average person who loses a loved one. So I don't know if that's... That's a good point. I mean, it's like, it's a neat theme of the movie, but I don't know if it's, like, a good lesson. Yeah. <laughs> so what can uh, we say? I don't feel like we're in love with this movie, but it's just well done. It's just a yeah. good sandwich. 
I will say, I get annoyed when people say a movie is too schmaltzy because it's like, it, that's not a criticism of the movie. It's just not for you, maybe, or I'm sorry you hate feelings. Except that the end of this movie is a little too schmaltzy for me. It's, I think maybe the problem is it's like, it gets schmaltzier. So it's like, yeah. And these actors are so good. It's like, if you wanted to do less schmaltzy, they could have done it because the yeah. actors could have carried so the- it. Like at the end, he's going to move on and Demi Moore hears him and they kiss and then they he walks into heaven. And I think it would have been a more powerful thing if she never did hear him, because that would have been more like accepting his death without all the information, without all the perfect closure. Oh, and yeah. Also it was a little Do you remember that dumb. last scene? So, yeah, he's walking and there's like a final like, I love you. But then like they keep talking. He's like. I'll see you later. It's, it's like, yeah, goes going on. away still. <laughs> We're like, end the scene. <laughs> what are you doing? I think it's so funny because I own goes, they're waiting for you. <laughs> and it's like, can he just stay there? Right. Can he just hang out? <laughs> but it's good. Less. <laughs> are they just, gotta move is on. he just moving on? Because it's like less awkward than just hanging around there indefinitely. It's like, yeah, I don't know what I'll do here. I'll just go, I guess. <laughs> So um, that's we have that's, more notes. No, that's really all I have to say. I thought Demi Moore needed more friends than just creepy Carl, but well, she's just the woman, you know. Do women True. have friends? I don't know. I love his seduction technique of spilling coffee on him, so he just had to hang out. If I no if those are my abs, that would be my technique. Or like that's oh, your go-to. I got a cut on my arm. Better Ugh. take my whole shirt off. And they're like, do you want another shirt? No, no, I'm fine. I'm no, fine. No, no, let no, me, no, no, it's, no. It's a whole thing. Let me talk to you about six inches from your face. Because women love that. But the fucking weird thing is, that almost worked if Ghost Patrick Swayze wasn't there to disrupt it. I don't think it's weird at all. He's a handsome man. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Handsome guy. All right. Let's see what our brother John has to think about this movie. Hello, John. Can you hear us? Hi, guys. Hey, what'd you think about the film Ghost? Uh, Masters Universe, I loved it. I thought <laughs> Dolph... Well, wait, what movie did you say? Uh, this is Ghost, actually. Oh, well... I think you're doing unlike that... Unlike Masters of the Universe. You're doing that thing the <laughs> wrong episode. We did Harry Potter instead of Masters of the Universe. Yeah, but I didn't do the bit last <laughs> okay, time. Okay, great. Thought, you know... Great, let's just yeah, have it reserved for this. Fantastic. Let's <laughs> bring it back. Uh, I didn't like Ghost very much. Um... I think my biggest problem with it is I'm not on team Patrick Swayze. Um, wow. But he, I, all he I, does is try to defend his wife from getting murdered. I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't think he was very good, uh, I, but I didn't think he was very good in anything else he's done. Oh, like uh, acting uh, wise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I'm gonna, I think I want to disown. You. <laughs> yeah, I think he's like, that's that's relative. Wow. I think particularly against Demi Moore, uh, Demi Moore acted the pants off of him. Like, Every scene. Wow. Johnny Flaherty, this is a pro Swayze podcast. Well, I do not know if I want to allow dissenting views on Patrick here. Wait, I get to be fired? Please fire me. <laughs> Please. No, never. <laughs> John, yeah, this uh, is... do you remember how the first 15 minutes you got to see him without a shirt like four times? Yeah, that was pretty dumb. And even the iconic scene that everyone talks about, that was pretty dumb. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah, because pecs are dumb, I guess. Yeah. I, I expected so much more, and yet also kind of less at the same time. 
Yeah, I hate it when men are handsome and sexy. God, so just, dumb. just the worst. I just hate it. Uh, and then when they're charming too, it's like stop it. Uh, when they have soulful eyes. Ugh. God. Get wow. Out okay. Yeah. <laughs> so the women, particularly Demi Moore, were just so much better. Though Whoopi's Cole character just was a bit too much for me. Uh, but I was a huge Demi Moore fan. Um, I didn't. The the mechanics of the ghosts confused me a lot. Here we go, plot hole. Uh, well, I mean, specifically, they were freaking OP, man. Overpowered. Uh, that, that's fun. That's great. No, I thought it was dumb. <laughs> like, seriously, he's literally just... He's corporeal at the end. He's just punching Carl. Yeah, pretty much. Up. That was fun. That was very fun. I was satisfied. I didn't. Punch Thank that guy. Thank you for reminding me of Punch him, then kill him, and then send him to hell. <laughs> feel bad about it. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sending him to hell. The theological questions <laughs> posed by this movie... Oh Apparently, if you're a ghost and you commit double manslaughter, not only do you get to go to heaven, but you get a heaven send-off. Yeah, it's Because good. you feel really bad you about feel it. So I don't bad. think you feel bad about committing manslaughter. Plus, he was dead. What is he going to do? <laughs> yeah, that was, that was interesting. That was an interesting choice movie. Um, I had something else to say about this, but I don't really remember. I didn't really like it. That's yeah. fair. That's totally yeah. fair. What grade do you give it? I thought the scheme was dumb. I think I'd give it, um, I'll give it a C minus. Most the of that. The scheme was dumb? The, the scheme. With Rita Miller? Scheme. Like, oh, okay. I have to transfer it to an anonymous personal account for this $4 million, and I'll say it out really loud so the ghost hears. Just temporarily. Okay, done. Why don't you tell us all you know about money laundering in 1990? Go for it. I tell love their more. computers. Their DOS computers. The computers were nice. I yeah. like that. Uh, but I'm Patrick Disney did look like it was the first time he'd ever used a keyboard. <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> it probably was, actually. Why would you yeah, use a computer if you're that? <laughs> that, that? Fair point. Oh, it's going to settle these accounts. <laughs> Something's Too off. Much money in these accounts. Something's do, off do, with do, the numbers. C minus. I'm giving it a C minus. Totally fair. John, thank you so much. All right, thank you, John, for showing us the limitations of the First Amendment. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Some people do need to be deplatformed. It's true. Uh, it's like. Here's the final word that we have, and some people don't have. Patrick Swayze, so good, so fuck, so good, good. like so perfect, lovely. really. He's the perfect. We didn't deserve lead. him. We don't deserve him. He was good, but he's like good in this, and he's good at Donnie Darko as a pedophile. Like he's good wherever, yeah. and he's good in Dirty Dancing Havana Nights as a dance instructor named Johnny, but so maybe good. not in the same universe. He's so yeah, he's a hunk, but he's so nice. He's so generous. I bet. Probably. Who knows? Probably. Probably, probably though. Uh, Clayton, what do you give the movie Ghost as a review, as a grade? So, I'm going to give it a, kind of a high grade, just because I think it is such a competent film, and a surprisingly competent film, given all they had to do with it, and given all the, like, the different tones they were playing with. Because like, I think a common complaint on this podcast is a movie that doesn't know how to find its tone. Yeah. And I could even say that's a that would be true about this movie if it wasn't just really well done and it doesn't feel forced at all. So I'm gonna give it a A minus. 
That that's generous. Yeah, that's a little higher than my rate. Uh, but I liked this movie the whole time. I never got bored even for a second, and it's fun, and the acting is super super good. Um, and you come away with it like, oh, that was kind of a snack of a movie. It's not going to leave a lasting impression. Kind of a sandwich of a movie, but I fucking love sandwiches, right? Italian sandwiches, give me them. No mayo, please. So I'm going to give this movie a B plus because it was good. It was really good. Awesome. Yeah. All right. What are we doing next time? Next time, we will be talking about the film Encanto. Who are we sponsored by this week? Sponsored by... What's the foot gel? Shoals? You know? Sure. Dr. Foles' foot gel and you have nice feet. You know what I'm I talking think, about? Uh, Dr. Scholes has a uh, shoe inserts. That's what's different. How is that different than what them. I'm saying? Oh, see now I when I imagine a gel, I imagine like a gel that you like spread on, like a lotion. Oh, I see. No. no. I meant the We're pad. talking foot inserts. Yes. This yes. is weirdly all on our copy, you guys. They just want people to know <laughs> yeah. what kind of gel. It sticks it is. in your mind better if it's weird like this. Dr. Scholes, so your feet are less gross. Do they well they just make your feet more comfy. They don't make your feet more Dr. Scholes, so your feet Feet are less grotesquely misshapen. I think it's for your own personal comfort. I don't think they do it for external reasons. How do you know? I don't you know. Are you a doctor? You podiatrist? What does gel do? Just kind of, ooh, it's fun to walk. Oh, what is this surface? I think, though, if on? you don't have proper foot support and you're having a bad time of it, your feet can become misshapen. Okay, so we should look this up at some point. <laughs> well, that was a great uh, sponsored segment. Uh, that was so good. That listen, was perfect. Listen up for the trailer for Encanto and yeah. Many years ago, this candle blessed our family with a miracle. Our house, our casita came to life with magic. Hola, casita. In time, every member of our family Cecilia, up top! was given their own magical gifts. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I understand you. I'm not super strong like Luisa. The donkey's got out again. On it! Or effortlessly perfect like Senorita Perfecta Isabella. But Mama, why am I the only one that didn't get a gift? You're just as special as anyone else in this family. You just healed my hand with an arepa con queso. Casita? What's going on? The magic is in danger. We gotta get out of here! We must protect our home. We must protect our family. This is my chance. I will save the magic. Wait. How do I save the magic? I'm losing my gift! Mirabel, the fate of the family is gonna come down to you. I can't do this. Let me help you. The rats told me everything. Don't eat those. Even in our darkest moments, there's light. Whoa. A lot of stairs. But at least I'll have a friend. Nope, he flew away immediately. Quitter! Hmm. <laughs>